1: Mm, I didn't need I wasn't ready for that thanks all right I am calling this meeting to order of the civil rights board um, at 703 can we please do a roll call
2: yes um, directors Marissa present Director Dustin Corwin. Present. Director Madison Loopman. Excused. Director Jacob Beach. Present. Director Sandra Calderon. Unexcused. Director Janine Brown. Present. Director Lionel LeGrome. Present. Commissioner Stephanie Hoffman. Present. Thank you. Thank you.
1: May I please entertain a motion to adopt the agenda for tonight's meeting?
3: Uh, I will motion to approve the agenda of tonight's uh, the agenda presented.
1: May I have a second, please? Second. All those in favor say aye? Aye. Uh, Any opposed say nay. Any abstentions? Okay, thank you. Moving on to the approval of the minutes, the minutes from our last meeting, may I please entertain a motion uh, to approve the minutes.
4: I do have one correction to okay. the minutes. Uh, under members present, I was present.
1: Thank you, any other corrections? Okay, so can I please entertain a motion to approve the minutes with that uh, correction?
4: So moved. Second.
1: All of those in favor of approving the minutes from the last meeting with the correction, please say aye. 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 Any opposed? Okay, thank you, motion passed. We are now going to move on to public announcements
5: and communications.
1: Seeing that we have none, uh, we are going to move on to discussion and action items. Uh, The first item that we are going to discuss um, is just in general for the Civil Rights Board, um, planning what our future actions as a board can be, uh, what that can look like, um, and then we just need to determine um, what are the most important things that we want to prioritize so um, I know that I have some ideas, but I would love to open the floor first um, in regards to um, just in general, reading uh, the ordinance and the role of the board, ex- especially as it was originally written for us. Um, does anyone have any thoughts in general about this board um, and what you would like to see us do next I would like to open up the floor for that conversation? in addition to what we've already discussed, which is obviously um, revisions to the current ordinance.
4: This is Director LeGron. Uh, I'm wondering if we should consider uh, some sort of a listening sessions, some regular sessions where we listen to um, the concerns of the community I've heard uh, lots of uh, complaints about pollution that have been affecting uh, black and brown neighborhoods here and other things. And I wonder if we should take an opportunity to uh, just hold a listening session once or twice a year.
1: Thank you for that. I think that's a great idea and I think there's been some conversation about doing that. Um, I I believe extending past um, the housing aspect of our role um, is something that I would like to see this board see, this board do.
5: So, any other thoughts? This is Director Brown and I know I'm like MIA. Did we ever pin down the investigations or how that whole procedure and process worked out that, that that got pinned all the way down? As far as having a really clear process that we and the community are aware of? There's a process.
1: It is clear what the current process is Um, I think this is a nice segue into one of my suggestions is that we uh, revisit the process Um, and and we'll talk about this a little bit later um, under item D but what are other boards and commissions that are similar to ours um, even regionally I just did a regional search Um, what what are they doing what are they responsible for Uh, how do they um, implement their ordinance so I think there will be uh, some good discussion that we have a little bit later on the agenda um, because I do feel like that needs to change but um, in regards to your question you know we we had two hearings we kind of honed down on um, what the process currently what the process is Um, and created like a chart for that. Like we see when a complaint comes in, who does that go to, who investigates, when does it get to us, after it gets to us, where does it go? Um, so we do have that. But again, I, I feel like that's something that we need to revisit.
5: This is Director Brown. There was one more thing though, that I was also looking for, being a, a civil rights board and working with the city, um, it kind of goes along with what you're saying. The listening sessions. I, I don't know. I just would love to see it move into even discussions that maybe quarterly or somehow that we and others, maybe maybe our um, you know government or our police or whatever. But just though that we come together along with them and have discussions around, you know, what's the impact? What are we doing? How are we working together? I think the community needs to not see us so disjointed because I feel that that happens a lot. So the more that we can come together and work hand in hand, and it's not a versus, but create more ands, and then inviting the community to some of those sessions as well, where we can talk about how we work together and bring up things and bring up thoughts and, you know, discussion, not to like fix anything per se, but just to have those discussions so, and that, they, that everyone is here, a representation of everyone is here. Um, I saw that, um, I, I forgot where it was, but it was really impactful. It wasn't even here in Michigan, I think it was a whole other state, but that's what their Civil Rights Board did quarterly, and they did it quarterly, where their police, the head of their police department, the head of our attorneys, their government, everybody came together, and it was just a representation. Um, so anyway, I, I thought that might be something to show the and, not the verses, and how we come together as a whole community, because it takes everybody working together to address this, the things that we're pressed with currently. That was my bigger, big, bigger, bigger suggestion. <laughs> Thank you.
6: Um, this is Director Corwin. Uh, I would like to uh, get into um, figuring out some more of the consequences for the, uh, those found to be in violation of this uh, policy. And moreover, uh, also look into a, an appeal process. So as of right now, it stops at the city manager. And uh, I, I didn't know that that was how our government worked to be honest. So if we could just look at those, i appreciate it.
1: Any other thoughts? Again, this discussion um, is future actions that we as a board would like to pursue um, in the coming months.
4: This is Director LeGron. <clears throat> like to echo the sentiments of uh, Director Brown I think that collaboration is very important. We can't uh, operate in isolation. We must operate in community. Um, in order to realize that, we're going to have to uh, really start having conversations with partners relatively quickly, the police, the city, the NAACP, and other groups uh, with convening power so that we can tap into the constituencies and actually have real robust discussions and really discuss partnerships and solutions. So if this is something that we're serious about doing. And I hope that we are. Uh, We probably should put something together to start moving and reaching out. And in addition to that, um, we really should consider some sort of a systemic public relations campaign. I don't know if we have social media, if we're allowed social media. Um, I haven't really, I just got the bylaws. I've really dug into them, but just Um, awareness, education, um, and attacking it from many different facets, social media, um, billboards, whatever. We really need to look into uh, systemic public relations campaigns and building these partnerships.
1: Thank you. Any other thoughts? So I'm just going to add to this list because it's something that we're already doing um, which is revising the ordinance Um, that is a a whole entire process Um, director Beach do you want to just kind of give um, some insight into next steps as far as that process
3: sure Um, this is director Beach so um I would agree with all the sentiments that was shared. Um I echo um Director Harrington's thought. Um addition to the revision of the ordinance. I think um for the community and for our board just to look at what this process looks like, we have received our first round of revisions from the city attorney's office based on our first discussion. Um and in order to get any of this ordinance change, this we will have to be get a final version that does have to be read at two um, city commission meetings, um, ideally concurrently with no major changes before the city commission can vote on it. So, um, and then, so it it then has to be voted and approved before any of these ordinances change. I think with um, reading the ordinances, uh, with from my personal opinion, reading the ordinances, and then also beginning to review the material that Commissioner Hoffman provided to the board regarding where the ordinance began, um, that is quite a heavy lift for our um, for our board in a process. And I think it's really important we engage the community again, like we did around the first time, and. now that we have a us as a board in place, I really do see us um, our role in making seeing this process through and making sure um, we hold our partners accountable, and we are we have an ordinance that is actionable and stewarding through um, a process which, frankly, I think is going to be a long one that it will involve politics and we'll. we'll involve personal opinions, but I do see um, the role of this board as wa- Mark walking along that path and making sure there's that follow- through. but I did want to um, share that that is what the process will look like um, to get any ch- or any order changes to this ordinance. So right now um, all of these discussions will be our recommendations until it's approved by the city commission.
5: This is Director Brown. I have a question. Do we know when this is going to go before them with the revisions, or what? Or do we have a projected time frame when this will go before the commissioner for revision, or the yeah the commissioners for uh, for voting on the revision? Sorry.
3: That is fully dependent on us as a board and how we do the work. Um, I do think it. We are, when we talk about um, item B, which I think we're naturally segueing into around the discussion of the current revisions, us talking about what it means as a board to make that happen um, and putting some timelines and dream scenarios out into the community about to hold us accountable. Um, and frankly, it's going to take work and commitment on members of city staff, as well as a board to um do work in between our meetings and to communicate because at the pace we are currently working it will not we can't wait every other month to have one discussion and then another two months to have discussions on those one revisions um so i would like us to see us having at least something to get community feedback within the first quarter at least from my perspective um but I do think this is going to be a process and I wanna make sure that if we are putting something forward as a board, we are we can stand behind it and are putting together a product that we believe represents what our community wants and our community needs for this work. So I do think um, putting a timeline is important, um, but we have to do it right as well
1: so to further clarify director Brown um, we as a board have to establish uh, exactly the revisions that we want Um, and I think we are finding that is extending past uh, source of income because that's how the conversation started Um, so in order because it is such a process right the city commission has to vote um, vote on it twice, or listen listen to it listen to it twice. Um, we have to have community listening sessions. It is a whole thing, right? So, if we are if we are going to be uh, undertaking that, um, I would like to see this board just dissect this thing so that we're not having <laughs> Attorney Jones um, just all over the place. Right. So we want to any any revisions, anything we want to do, we need to do it now, okay, uh, before it even gets in front of the city commission. So um, as Director Beach just mentioned, this is a natural segue into item B on the agenda, um, which is the revisions that we have received so far. Um, so we will discuss those right now, and then um, let's discuss. Um, A, if there's anything else that we wanna add, and I'm I'm hearing that there probably is, possibly based on some of the things that you brought up in the last agenda item, Um, and then we're gonna need to set, uh, in general, the board, I want to have a discussion about how you all feel about the timeline and what we need to do, and then the leadership team will get together um, and set a, a concrete timeline, okay? So um, if we can all pull out uh, the ordinance um, that was provided for us, that has the um, proposed revisions on it. And if we can go to page two. That was so small. Um, It looks like the only revision on page two, and you'll see this continue throughout the ordinance is, Instead of uh, using the wording um, victim of domestic violence, we are changing the wording to survivor of domestic violence. So you see uh, the first revision of that type on page two. Yeah. It says, top of it says chapter 18, uh, non discrimination. That's the document I'm looking at. hmm. Yeah. hmm. You got it. This one, you got it. We we got it. It's a Wednesday. All right. um, The next one. Ooh, my eyes. Help me out. Where's it? Where's the next one? I think it might be the same type of revision. It's so small. So page 10 is where I have seen the next one, but I feel like there's a couple of the survivor um, of domestic violence references that I may have missed. Uh, Page 10, we uh, discussed this at the last meeting, but I just want to have everyone get their eyes on it just to make sure um, that we are okay with the proposed revisions here based on our discussion at the last meeting. Um, so we are uh, using the wording, any verifiable lawful source of money paid directly to an individual or family, or indirectly on behalf of an individual or family, including but not limited to, and this is under source of income, uh, wages, salaries, or other monetary compensation from employment. Money derived from a gift or a bequest, bequest, bequeathed Bequest. Contract including insurance proceeds, loan, settlement or award for a claim for personal property, oh excuse me, for personal injury, court order, child support or alimony, and pension and retirement income. And then the last item, well number three is um, money from any benefit or a subsidy program, including but not limited to social security benefits, supplemental security income, unemployment benefits, federal housing choice voucher, veterans affairs supportive housing voucher, or any other housing assistance payment or subsidy from a federal, state, or local agency or nonprofit entity. Um, And as a reminder, we wanted to be as specific as possible in that section, specifically as it pertains to source of income and the types of sources of income, so there can be no uh, gray areas misinterpretations um, that what we intend with this ordinance is um, full protection for sources of income. Um, So any questions about that? Any additions? Um, Any thoughts?
3: Um, This is Director Beach and I have a question for this hoping um, Attorney Jones that you could clarify. So I just wanna make sure because looking at this and looking at the edits, We really, when it comes to number three, just expanded the definition. So if you look, um, federal housing choice vouchers was a part of the original ordinance. And we now have expanded it to say, Veterans Affairs and Housing Choice Voucher and expanded the different names. That doesn't, um, I wanna make sure we are addressing the systemic problem that came from source of income, which was the enforcement and the city inter- city um, attorney's office interpretation of that they were unable to enforce um, investigations when it came to these areas. Seeing these revisions, that was already outlined in the ordinance, so do these changes address that systemic issue that brought up this conversation or um, do we also need to address that in a separate area?
7: Thank you. Yes, it does uh, address all the issues. And one of the things that I did was instead of saying section eight, we changed that to federal housing choice voucher to be consistent throughout the, um, the document. But yes, um, in answer to your question, it is enforceable. With this language.
3: So um this is Dr. Beachkin. So I just want to make sure clarity, because again, interpretation and intent I think is really important when these conversations. So if with this language in the ordinance as approved as written, would allow that if a landlord or property management company denied somebody housing because of their source of income, because they received a housing choice voucher, that if they filed a complaint with the city, that would fall under ordinance 18A and an investigation would be started. That is correct. Thank you. I just want to make sure we're clear on intent.
7: I I did want to, Maybe make a little clarification on that. Uh, a landlord, yes, can accept the voucher, but there may be other financial stipulations that would, uh, therefore, disallow the the occupancy.
3: Yes, I just want to make okay. sure that if if they were denied solely for that that income, that that would be an investigatable um, violation, unlike it is right now. Yes, we Thank will. Via,
7: we will. Um, investigate that
1: thank you any other comments
0: about that thank you so much this is Commissioner Hoffman so um, when the ordinance was brought to the city at that time we did not have a DEI department so I would love to have the DEI department take a look to see if we're being inclusionary because another thing that came about was um, persons with disabilities was not covered uh, in in the ordinances, so I just wanted to, to make sure that DEI could take a look at everything and also vet it from your purview.
1: I would like to add that, and um, we can go into a little bit more depth here later under regional com- comparison discussion if we'd like to. But um, I also saw a specific mention um, as it as a pertains to, in the housing section, it's spelled out um, all, all of the different ways that that Human Rights Commission, which is what some of them are called, um, what the Human Rights Commission can do uh, when, when there's a violation. That was spelled out in the ordinance Um, And again, we'll get to this in item C as well, um, the things that were removed. So um, I think there's just some stuff I feel like we need to put back in there. But any other comments about uh, the housing, um, excuse me, the voucher section or source of income section before we move on? Okay, moving on to page 11, I'm on article two, item I. No person shall fail to account for any tenant or prospective tenant's entire source of income when using a financial income standard for entering into or renewing a tenancy or lease for a housing facility. In considering, this is the added section, in considering a tenant's source of income, any monthly housing assistance administered by a federal, state, or local governmental agency shall be considered as income in the amount of three times the value of that monthly rental assistance. Is that clear for everyone? And and is that doing what we want it to do? Is that conveying the message we want it to convey? And do you feel
5: like that is enforceable? This is Director Kavanaugh, so um, <clears throat> I think that had come up before because we just didn't want there to be any misinterpretation on um, using the word treated as. So this way, that, that is accepted or considered as income. Thank you. Thank you. This, is, this is Director Brown. Um, <clears throat> I'm, 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 I think I'm struggling with the word considered. I wonder if there needs to be stronger language. Um, there is there another word? I just I I wanna if we're really writing this to remove gray or you know any any ambiguous language. I just wonder is that and maybe I don't know maybe attorney. Do you think that that language when you when we're saying considered, what if he says that well I don't consider. You know? I I just wonder if, is that language strong enough to say no this is and i'm wondering is it should be more like it is or shall be accepted or is accepted as i just one wonder originally
7: at the last meeting there was a discussion about taking treated out and either putting accepted or um considered i i don't think it matters um they would have to consider it they don't necessarily, you know. There's still other factors, but they would have to consider that. Okay. So, if we had a instance where we had someone who had filed a complaint, and we determined they did not consider that okay. in their calculation, then that would be a violation of the ordinance.
5: Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I don't that, know. I, I think personally, I think I'm still. I don't know. I'm struggling with the word "considered," and maybe I'm just being nitpicky. But but if it if if the way you mention it, I guess I get it. I guess I, I like the word accepted more because it's more like saying it is, you know what I mean? I think it's more like that's the line there, but considered accepted, I guess. We can go either way, but either way. I just, yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go with it, I'm not gonna argue. Do you have any other
1: thoughts on, on that? Do we want to keep it as considered? Um, is there anyone else that feels strongly that that word may not encompass like we thought it would? I like the word accepted. Like you're going to accept this, it shall
5: be accepted. Oh. Sorry. I, I, I think I like the word accepted only because it is, if if, if you're if the person is sitting there considering some, looking at someone's income and saying, "Okay, what should be in here? This should be in here. This should be in here," right? And it needs to be accepted. You need to accept that as income. Consider it to me leaves leaves opinionation. I don't know. It personally, it just sounds more like, "Well, I did kind of look at it, you know." But and, or or to someone, if I'm reading, I'm like, "Well, I could consider it." Just. I don't know, it just leaves, but when you say, no, this shall be accepted as, then I'm like, oh, okay, that has to, and I just, it just kinda, to me, it clears any gray, I don't know, and, and maybe it's just semantics. I don't, I don't wanna make a whole 50 minutes of it, but I just, if I'm, if I'm the someone reading this, I would feel like I had some wiggle room. It feels wiggly. <laughs> Okay. do we have any
1: other directors that want to,
7: or Attorney Jones? I would just say the word shall means that they have to.
3: This is Director Beach. I think it is semantics at this point. I um, I think the intent, I, I agree with Attorney Jones, shall be considered. It it has to be considered, and two Attorney Jones' po- point, it is, you are to look at the, I think the entire intent of the ordinances is everything needs to be considered when looking at an applicant, all factors of a human. Um, but I am personally fine with considered. I think the intent is there in the same, and I don't want us to get caught too much in words, I think, because there's a lot of words in this ordinance, and we have bigger things that I want to tackle.
1: I did uh, just see in the very small font here on item H that we have a "victim" striked out in the uh, language, and we replaced that with survivors. So I just wanted to lift that up. Um, item J: The landlord of a housing facility shall not refuse to rent a dwelling to a person being the prospective because the prospective tenant. Uh, will provide the rental payment in whole or in part through a housing choice voucher or any other source of income as used in this section. Housing choice voucher means the monetary assistance provided either directly or through a tenant to an owner or landlord of a housing facility pursuant to section eight of the United States Housing Act of 1937 as amended. Um, what we struck out here at the end is a landlord may not require an an individual who receives housing assistance of dedicated rent via voucher or any other housing subsidies to earn any more than what is needed to pay for utilities as a requirement for tenancy
4: this is director LeBron Uh, this question I think is for attorney Jones should that definition be included in definitions rather than in the body of the document. The definition for housing choice voucher.
7: It can be if if you'd okay. like to to add that.
4: Thank you.
3: This is Director Beach. I would. I think that would make sense. I think making it as consistent and easy to read and not. Um, Would be I would move it to the definition section. Okay.
1: Any other thoughts or comments about that item?
7: Okay, hearing
1: none, we're moving to page fourteen. I item E. This is added language. In this item, so in the rental of housing facilities in a building which contains dwelling units for not more than two families living independently of each other, if the owner of the building or a member of the owner's immediate family, immediate was added, resides in one of the dwelling units or to the rental of a room or rooms in a single family dwelling by an individual, if the lesser or a member of the lesser's immediate family added again, resides in the dwelling, this is also added language as used in this section. Immediate family means a spouse, parent, child, or sibling.
5: This is Director Brown. I, I think we should go back to the consistency. That's a definition. Adding that to the definitions page. Just if, if, yeah. I mean, if we're keeping it consistent that way.
1: And and removing it. Okay. So removing the definition, adding it. Okay in the beginning at definitions. Okay. All right, next item is F the rental of a housing facility for not more than 12 months by the owner or lessor if it was owner-occupied by him or or her and maintained as his or her home for at least three months immediately preceding occupancy by the tenant and is maintained as the owner's or lessor's legal residence. That's added language, all of that.
5: This is Director Brown. Um, When we're using and so now my D E and I is peaking. When we're using his or her, I think we need to include be inclusive of all the pronouns. We need to include the they or them as well. Just wanting to be thoughtful.
3: This is Director Beach, I would just recommend we remove all pronouns and say persons and Our or persons.
5: Yeah. Or that.
3: Or they. I think if we could just remove all pronouns.
5: Yeah either include them all or use the general, yeah.
3: I had the same thought,
5: anything else?
1: I can't conduct a meeting and eat candy, Commissioner Hoffman, but I would like to, because that looks good, that looks good. Okay, so I'm gonna move that we have candy up here for every meeting, for everybody. All right, anything else for item F? Okay, item G, this is also added language. With respect to the source of income, nothing in this chapter shall be construed to preclude the making of a good faith business determination by an owner or lessor of a housing facility that an individual be denied the sale or lease of a housing facility due to an inability to meet the financial obligations involved with the sale or lease of a housing facility. Any thoughts, questions? Okay, moving on. Oh, sorry. Uh,
4: this is Director LeGrand. I'm sorry, I was still processing that. Um, so, we're talking here about a legitimate business, non discriminatory reason. I guess my question here is, is the inability to meet financial obligations the only legitimate business non-discriminatory reason for which one would be exempt? Um, In other words, do we have um, provisions against certain uh, criminal activity that would then uh, lead the landlord, exam. and it may or may not be relevant. But I was processing it, and I wanted to get that out of my head before we moved on. So do we have any thoughts on that, or are we it to finan- the financial piece?
1: Can you clarify that question a little bit for me, please?
4: Uh, sure, I'll try. So. So with respect to source of income, nothing in this chapter shall be construed to preclude the making of good faith business determination by an owner lessor of a housing facility that an individual be denied the sale or lease of a housing facility due to an inability to meet the financial obligations involved with the sale or lease of a housing facility. So if we were to and i'm just speaking this while i'm thinking about it if we struck this piece to say with respect it's a source of income and just said nothing in this chapter shall be construed to preclude the making of a good faith business determination by the owner or lesser of a housing facility that an individual be denied sale or lease of housing facility due to whatever other reasons besides legitimate financial. Let let me, let me phrase it like this. What other reasons could a, would a landlord have for legitimately denying a tenant? There's credit, there's financial, there's, and I know in some places, certain criminal offenses, you're banned. Um, I I just feel like we're tapping on the legitimate business, non-discriminatory reason exemption without fully flushing it out. I think we're limited to to the financial piece when we can remove the first piece, strike that first piece of the sentence up to the comma and then start to spell out the other pieces that may be relevant.
1: Thank you for that clarification.
4: Sure.
7: Attorney Jones, do you have any thoughts about that? I do understand what you're saying. That paragraph was um, created basically with source of income in mind and the financial, um, but I see what you're saying regarding expanding it to possibly there are some criminal violations that would exempt someone from uh, renting a, a property. So um, I can look into expanding that if, that if the board so chooses and bringing back perhaps um, proposed language Yes, yes please. Thank you director.
1: LeBron. Thank you. Thank you. Okay that those are the only revisions that we have currently and um, we've just provided some more. Um, I think this is a good time uh, to now discuss the original, coordinates and, and that's item C in our agenda because I'd like for us to review what was taken out and then assess if there's anything we want to put back in, okay? So your document says at the top chapter 18, uh, it has community relations on it, but it's, uh, there's a strike through it and it says draft. Does everyone have that document in front of them? Okay, Director Beach. Okay. Thank you. Okay, so I think it may take us quite a bit of time. I don't think we need to go through, I'm hoping that you all were able to to look at this prior to this meeting. Um, So I would like to just open the floor for discussion for things that you've seen in this draft that you think that we should still have in our current ordinance? So I will, I'll start the conversation just to get us going. Um, If you go to page two Duties and responsibilities of the board. So uh, this is uh, eight, section 18-8. Um, m- the first thing that jumped out to me when reviewing this previous ordinance, which was a part of the process at the very beginning and was submitted, is this correct? Commissioner Hoffman was submitted to the commission for vote, this draft was. Or this, this was the draft and then what ended up going before the commission was what we have now. Correct. Gotcha. Thank you. So this was the draft before it was voted on by the commission. OK. So what stood out to me was the, it seems to me the work, the work of the board was taken out. So I will will read what those are. The duties of the board shall be of an advisory nature only to the city commission and the city manager. Such duties and responsibilities shall include the following. A, to conduct a study and analysis of conditions, practices, attitudes, and other factors contributing to or giving rise to misunderstandings, misapprehensions, failures of communication, and incidents of non-cooperation among the citizenry and with public officials. B, to prepare for the city commission or city manager, as may be appropriate, factual and analytical reports and recommendations as to corrective or ameliorating actions the board may deem appropriate in furtherance of the policy and goal as stated in this article. Reports should include a review and analysis of the effectiveness of prior actions, projects, or programs to include where appropriate recommendations with regard to current city practices, programs, and projects. Report should include a review and analysis of the effectiveness of prior actions, projects, or programs to include, where appropriate, recommendations with regard to current city practices, programs, and projects. I think I repeated that. Um, so I'd, I'd love to just hear thoughts because we've had a lot of discussion on this board about enforcement and what it is we actually do, going back to your question about the process, right? Um, so from the very beginning, this, not this current board, um, but the, the inaugural board had some challenges with understanding what our role is, because as it is laid out in the current version of the ordinance, it is not clear what we do and what the process is. Because in, in, in effect, you know, we don't really do anything except read except listen to, to hearings that's all we do and this version of it had us doing much more than that so i i just love to hear your thoughts on that everyone
4: this is director legron uh i agree with you here um 18-8 duties or responsibilities of the board earlier in the meeting when we talked about uh planning future actions and determining important items, we started talking about the um, the partnerships and the listening sessions. All of that would realistically fall under A right here. So, um, you know, conduct a study and, and analysis of conditions. That's what we're doing when we have listening sessions, when we. I'll collaborate with other entities. We're conducting analysis. We're looking at um, conditions, practices, and attitudes that affect the community. So I would certainly uh, suggest, uh, as strongly as I could, that we consider uh, incorporating A into the duties of the board. We have to uh, push back against any notion that we can't uh, actively participate in the alleviation of discrimination in the city.
3: This is Director Beach. What I took away from the section is um, the hope and creation of this board was to be a third party community led entity outside of the city to help um, improve our communities and our citizens' interaction um, with, um, I think again we've gotten really focused, um, we get focused on hearings, but what this really reads as is a third party to hold the city to look at, the, at all aspects of the work we do and how our um, citizens interact with our city and through a, through a lens of DEI and equity. So I would recommend that we um, add 18, um, the language from 18 to um, the under 18-19 in the new ordinance. So I would like to request that that revision be made unless there are any objections or thoughts from other board members. I think that's a really, I think it's laid out very clearly and I would like to see it back into our draft new ordinance.
4: Director LeGrow, just so I'm clear, you're um, saying that you think B should be in there as well. So right now we're at incorporating A and B. Do I understand that correctly? 18-8, A and B. Yes. Excellent. Thank you.
5: This is Director Calderon. If you're going to include B, just clarify and see what the reports should include that are coming from B.
7: I also want to lift up um,
1: so, again, this is a draft. So, there is proposed language also under. The items that were um, had the strike throughs. So, if you keep reading after item C, this was a proposed language. Um, a is actually still in is in our chapter right now. B talks about enforcement, um, and then you see C in this in this iteration and then D and E, do you all see that? So I, I would propose that everything that's in this current draft as A through E is included in our current Section 18-18, or no, 19, sorry.
4: Uh, this is Director Lagarde. Um, the issue that I have with that is, and I think maybe we'll get to this uh, regional comparison discussion, I think there should be a clear separation of roles between the investigative arm and the hearing arm. And what I see in other municipalities is the DEI office actually conducts investigations. And then when things rise to the level of a hearing, that's when this body would get involved. So I don't know that we should investigate and conduct hearings the investigations are typically done by city staff and then if they need to go to a hearing they come to us so I, I like to uh, think through that a little bit before we put uh just B go back in there.
5: This is Director Brown. I fully agree with you. I one of the things that I struggled um, early on is that I think the problem. I think why even investigations showed up because we didn't even know who was investigating and who was doing what. So we were really in the dark about the whole process. So just to bring you on, and it, it was really really frustrating because it just seems like for a whole year we're staring at this ordinance and. We're not even hearing, so we're not even doing that part. So we don't know what's going on with investigations, and because we don't know that, we don't know what we're supposed to be hearing and haven't heard anything. So I think this is why, I I think a lot of language got put in here. I think, I do agree with you, as we move forward, I do think that we need to have clear lines of understanding. I think that will also help us with process and understanding so if D E and I and City staff are doing investigations great, they are responsible to make sure that they bring those things to us because we're supposed to hear them and then from there on. Um, but again, I, I think the I, I think my other issue still and I, and I see you girl going because I feel you, the other issue is, is that we don't even know what, what those investigations look like. So without having a whole lot of information, I don't want to hear something without knowing that certain things should have happened in that investigation, right? So, you know, a judge, if he's sitting, I'm not calling us judges, but when a judge is hearing something, he has a good idea of what were the policies and what should have happened and what what information should be before him so that they could hear it appropriately. So I, I think... There's just got to be some clarity and some understanding, but I do agree with the line because being that we are a community, a, a board of community members, we cannot do it all, but I do think that we do need to understand what those investigations look like, what's supposed to take place, so that when the hearing comes and we have data in front of us, we know we have everything or something's missing or something's amiss, so that we can make appropriate decisions and recommendations, whatever our outcomes are. So so I agree with that, but I just wanted to let you know, I think that's why it went in there, because th- everything was so up in the air. And this is why I think really pinning down and getting those those, the understanding of those boundaries and the process in those boundaries will really help us to be effective but right now that's where I struggle I'm struggling with effectiveness because the process is not clear and what's the accountability around that process that part too so thank you
4: thank, thank you and I understand this is director LaGro you know I'm sorry was somebody I apologize. Sorry about that. Uh, so, can we just make
1: sure we're um, just look at me and make sure that I'm giving you the green light to speak just so that we can make sure. Yes, that, yeah. I
4: apologize. So, uh, the way that I envision this is DI would do investigations, the investigative, the final investigative report would be reviewed by this body. This body would make a recommendation to the city manager who would have the ultimate authority to sign off. And this is just in the spirit of cooperation, working together, and everything that you mentioned earlier. So that that was all I was going to say. I apologize. This is Director
2: Hewitt-Smith. I I, I do hear. the comments and the suggestions in regards to DE and I making the investi- doing the investigations, um, and City Attorney Jones may may or may not agree with me. When you deal with investigations, because I had a brief stint in Human Resources, it is a level of confidentiality. So I am not in favor of, for my opinion, everyone seeing what's involved inside of an investigation. I agree that presenting that language to you, but I guess I'm somewhat kind of. Um, confused on because the process that we have now comes in things that should be handled by the city is handled by the city through the attorney's office and what is basically um, should be EEOC is, hand, is handed up so I guess that's why I'm a little bit confused so I guess for clarification
1: um, we we as a board we're not even aware when investigations were happening. And so, my concern from experiencing that for over a year um, is the lack of transparency and uh, balance, right? Um, I am concerned if you have no one from this board at all as a part of the process not the whole board, but I am still in favor, and I said this two years ago, I'm in favor of having one person from the board or maybe we rotate or something, and we're all trained on how to do investigations, all the things, but having some sort of balance and representation um, from this board with the city attorney's office and, and with the office of DEI because of it is too, we need to protect the residents of this city and, the, and the, the community from, God forbid, right? We don't want to assume that anyone has any ill intent ever, right? But the reason why we do this and we go through these documents and we um, set things up and we set systems and processes is to prevent something like that happening. So if someone had some bias, or or malicious intent, or whatever, that there there is no question that it was fair. That it was a fair process, that the Civil Rights Board was a part of it, aware uh, aware of what was going on, the investigations. Because as we have the process set up right now, I don't approve of it. I don't like it. I've been doing it for two years, and it's not effective. It's not effective, it's not transparent, and it's frustrating. So that, that was just my comment and just clarification as to why um, some of these comments are being said about having the Civil Rights Board as a part of the investigation process. Director Brown? Yeah,
5: And, and I understand, because I work at HR, so I understand confidentiality. And, and I, I don't think confidentiality is what we're asking for. It goes back to the word transparency to not know an investigation is even going on, to have no awareness that there's an issue, that something we, that you know may come towards us. We, we, we were, like I said, we just didn't know. And then we got a, a report of a bunch of stuff that's happened, you see what I'm saying? And we were like, what? So, so then people were starting to doubt, well, what do we have a Civil Rights Board for? Well, the Civil Rights Board didn't even know. So I think that's where it's, it's more of the transparency of, this is the process. When something happens, this, you know, and we can look at that process, and that's great, but just being transparent about when those things are coming up, when you are investigating. I don't need to know names. We don't have to get into the details. I'm, I'm not asking for that, but it would be nice to know that, hey, a, a, a situation has come through. It's in the attorney's office, and, and at least having you know, director, uh, director Harrington and Director Beach, at least having them having those awares, to me, that makes sense. So that as a board, they can prepare us, hey, board, this is coming up. We, we don't have any details yet. We'll find out when, we, when it does, if it does come to us. But that, to me, is the collaboration and the transparency that I think more so we're asking for, not the confidential details, if that makes sense. So, Oh. I yeah.
6: uh, this is Director Corwin. Yeah, I, I would definitely like transparency because I know for a fact out that weren't taken, no return phone call from the city, anything. Uh, which, after reading this and all the dates, yeah, it's appalling. And then moreover, the individual responding uh, within a 10-day um, time frame and uh, the office is not the same person at this time, so. Make that clear, but uh, anyways, responding like, Hey, you're within, uh, you're not within the time frame, so then they try to cease the process. But again, the city of Kalamazoo took well over one full calendar year um, from the date of the complaint to even have a return phone call. So I think transparency at this point is absolutely vital because nothing happened.
3: Um, this is Director Beach. I um, I want to make sure we're staying um, on topic because I'll be, we've had this conversation um, for I would say probably the past three to four meetings about um, the missteps that we have had in our first two years. Um, I think we have acknowledged that the city staff, we, ha- we have new people up on, um, up in part of our board, and I will say we the transparency that I will. Um, and I'll, we now have a leader, we've now started a, having a leadership team um, meeting with Director Harrington, myself, with um, city staff, which um, and have been getting regular reports. So I do want to acknowledge that there has been pro- progress, and I want to make sure we um, aren't diving into the nitty gritty of the investigation process yet because. Um, I will say my um, per, my perspective is I don't think there is consensus or full understanding up here of what that process actually looks like. One of the things that I was going to highlight in the draft ordinance that was originally presented was the investigative process was li- laid out. What I would um, I would recommend as a starting point is to ask that that process is laid out in our draft ordinance and I would like I think the city attorney's office to lay it out as it exists now, as it is happening now so we can see where we're starting so we all um, can and also get it on paper and get it in the ordinance because I do think when you talk about transparency having like we talked about, the challenges and the lift it is to change an ordinance. Once it's in the ordinance, and that's the process, we can't just change the process. Um, in regards to duties of the board, I will say, with um, what I do think is lost, looking at the recommendations, um, are to the when you look at a the. Giving rise to misunderstandings, misapprehensions, failures in communications of incidents of non cooperation among citizenry and public officials. I think in the draft language that, in um, I think that piece is lost. And I think we have to acknowledge our city has had some missteps of misinformation and how situations were handled. And I think the intent of this language is to have a third party to help address that. And I think that is lost. So I would like to see some version of that language. I would, um, at least under that duties, um, if we're talking about moving A, B, C, and D, I just think that is lost that piece.
1: Director Brown, really quickly, I'm just trying to keep uh, eye on the time.
5: Real quick, well, if the investigative process, I'm just saying, if we do consider putting that in the draft, then I do not see the need to put that in under our responsibilities, right? So if it's going to be laid out, that's where I think, like I said, we put in the line, we're here to do the hearings. If the investigative process is laid out, then that and who is responsible for that is laid out in the ordinance. And I, I do believe that any investigative, anything needs to be removed from the duties of the board, if that makes sense. Uh, there is an
7: investigative procedures manual. And if, for, for my purposes, if you could go through that and if you have concerns and things you'd like to add to that, that may be a good starting point. Um, and if it, anyone doesn't have a copy, we can obviously make that available. Thank you, Attorney
1: Jones. So I was actually going to say the same thing, that Director Beach and I requested that a few months, four, five, six months. We requested it a while ago. So we have it. Um, But I I will ask if it can be sent to us again um, for the purposes of this. But I also think that uh, Director Beach is requesting that it is um, in the ordinance itself, Okay. I I want to call attention to, so if we are saying to, to get us back on um, agenda, if we, if we are recommending what we would like to see, um, it sounds like we are at least all in favor of A through E on page three with the exception of striking out or we will strike out including investigation of discrimination cases brought by residents of the city of Kalamazoo. Is, is that correct? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, okay. correct.
5: Yeah, that's what I was pointing out. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, Attorney Jones, we are wanting page three, on page three, we we would like to keep all, all of A through E in the next iteration. Yeah.
0: Just,
7: just so I'm clear, A, B, and C as well from chapter 18-8 on page two.
3: No, um, the edited ones um, on page three, the recommended edits on page three, those A, B, C, and D, and E. Thank you,
1: because that will address the enforcement concern that we've had before. Director LeGrom?
4: So yes, I did think that 18-8 on page 2 A and B would be. I think that that was your question, right?
7: That was my question. I wanted to be inclusive.
4: Yes.
5: Yeah. Yeah,
7: Yeah, we want to include
4: A and B. Yeah, and then C, and the confusion is under C instead of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, it's C, A, B, C, D, E. So that's I think that's where we're confused. But yes, we want to include 18. Basically, all of 18-8 that's on page 2. Actually, all 18-8, with the exception of the including investigations of discrimination cases in C-B.
1: So um, just to point out the suggestions under, on page three, that's something totally different. So the, uh, the things that you see striked out, they re redid it, they reworked it, and that's what gave us A, B, C, D, E on page three. So if you look at the new proposed C, that is supposed to be inclusive of what was struck out as A, B, and C on the previous pages. So that, langu- that language is in, in, in there.
3: So I would just recommend, I think, carrying over the original A. I, don't, I, don't, I would not say I don't think the original A under duties and responsibilities of the board is reflective in the new at um, so I would recommend that we keep A and then the A, B, C, D, and E. People follow what I'm saying? I do, yes, thank
4: that you.
3: That is what my recommendation would be.
1: Okay, moving on. Um, on page four, AT-9 is actually talking about the, the complaint process. Um, and if you look at the bottom of the page, this is under item B, number two. So we're saying we, we don't want to investigate, but I, what I want you to look at is items A through D under two, because this is again, again the question of enforcement. So if we're doing hearings, and we're not doing investigations. We are doing we're doing enforcement.
3: Can, we're doing
1: hearings and enforcement.
3: Um, can I ask a clarifying question to Attorney Jones? When I look back, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going back to 18 and 18A when we're talking about enforcement on page 15 under re- remedy. The provision of the chapters are to be enforced in the mechanism provided in Article 3, Chapter 18, 18-9 through 18-9, and 8 through 18-13. And I look at those in Ordinance 18, and I see a lot of enforcement that I just want to clarify, um, specifically around penalties. Um, 1813, which is listed in Ordinance 18A around enforcement, says a violation of any provision of this chapter in the midst of civil infraction may be punishable by a fine not more than $2,000. So as I'm reading this ordinance, it does appear our board does have the ability to enforce things such as fines um, and So I I guess I want to clarify, because that is different than what was communicated when we have had previous hearings. Um, And I'm just, as we're reading for it, and as we're having this enforcement conversation, I want to make sure we're changing the right things, and we don't already have the ability, and we were just, as a board, provided some misinformation.
7: I believe what you're reading refers to
3: if the matter is prosecuted, that would be the maximum So, nope, so 1812 talks about prosecution and our ability to prosecute. 18-13 talks about penalties, and that talks about um, us providing um, fines up to $2,000. It may include reinstatement of payment, lost wages, hiring and promotion, sales, exchange, leases and subleases of real property each day upon a violation occurs shall constitute a separate new violation. So it does seem to be separate than prosecution.
7: It should not be. The board doesn't have the authority to impose a fine.
3: So I would recommend that we look at that then because um, and I think this does go into regional discussions that other boards do. Let's just go ahead and move on in agenda. Well, I think we, I, I want to make sure. Yeah, go
1: ahead.
3: Um, I want to make sure we get through the old revisions, the previous one, to get through that. I, I want to make sure to check with the board. But so, just to clarify, ordinance 18A is the, or 18 is then incorrect? I'm just I'm just trying to understand what I'm looking at.
7: If it provides you the inference that the board can impose a fine, then it would be incorrect.
3: Okay. Thank you. Sorry to derail. Um,
1: so we that I guess that correction needs to be made in the current ordinance because that's what the language is, and it does it does infer that right now. Um, can we include what we what I was. Uh, lifting up on page four of the the previous ordinance in the draft, see. I have seen, I think we're just bouncing back and forth between agenda items, but I have seen um, examples of other uh, civil rights boards or human rights commissions that do mediation. That is something that we can do as well, is mediation. And I'd, I'd like to propose that we add that in in as uh, an enforcement tool.
3: Um, this is Director Beach. So I just wanna clarify when it comes to direct, uh, suggested revisions, when it comes to the investigation process, we will review that revision at our next meeting that we talk about, because we'll be adding that to the ordinance, the current investigation process, correct? That's the plan. I just want to make sure. Okay.
4: This is Director um, I I didn't have an opportunity to take a deep dive into the investigative manual but when i glanced at it it does appear that um 18-9 already includes things that should be incorporated in that manual that um, are not so um i do think for consistency we should spell out the investigative process in the ordinance and then That is the guideline. It is then codified. And uh, I think that's just the safest uh, way to go. And I'd also like to add on a different note that for me, um, it's not really an issue of if the board gets to impose penalties more than penalties are imposed by somebody at some level um, for violations, and if we can ensure that there is going to be a thorough investigative process with hearings, and those who are found liable are held accountable, I'm more concerned with that being done properly in the spirit of partnership uh, with the city or other groups than us doing it. And I think uh, we should do hearings and maybe even be in a position to hear appeals, but. I want to make sure that whoever does it whether it's this board or somebody else is actually taking uh, what's happening looking at the investigation and actually imposing real penalties for real violations
1: this is director Harrington my question to that would be who would do that
4: because what we what we
1: have encountered is no one can answer that question. We've been told we can't, but we have not been told who can and who will. So when we have provided recommendations after a hearing, we have been told well you you can't you can't do you can't make that recommendation. So that that's the issue. It's the pra- all of this in theory is great. It's the practic- it's the practical side of it that we have, we have had a challenge with. So I'm, I'm not even sure we, we may need to, I don't know, continue this conversation. It seems like maybe as a board, um, we need to marinate on that enforcement piece, um, do a deep dive into the draft. And then I can have that as an agenda item on the next meeting is that we specifically talk about enforcement, but however, we only meet every other month. So um, in the interest of a timeline of getting getting these revisions done, getting it right, um, so that the city attorney's office can include everything. We would like them to include then to um, have listening sessions and then to go in front of the board, do you see what I'm saying? Like that, all of that could be a six month process. So. The longer that we take to decide what we want to do here is is just prolonging the process of, of, of uh, doing these um, revisions. Yes.
4: This is Director LeGron. Understood. Thank you. Um, so, and Attorney Jones, I guess you could help me out with this. It's my understanding that we do meet every other month, but, With proper notice, there can be subcommittee meetings because then we wouldn't be in violation of the Open Meetings Act, correct? That is correct. Okay, so we are not um, limited Mm -hmm. to every other month. This means every other month, but we could start And I don't know. I'm, I'm new, so I don't know if we already have subcommittees established, but we can have a group dedicated to enforcement, dedicated to Partnerships dedicated to all the other things we talked about, and have these uh, maybe side meetings and come squared away when we meet the next time. Thank you. Um,
3: This is Director Beach. That is, we did. We have had a education subcommittee. The challenge. What we do have to remember with subcommittees, it can have a max of three participants, because then it is in. Um, It is, we do have to follow the opens meetings action with the size of our board. We are only allowed to have subcommittees of three people. However, I would recommend um, that we do look at hosting special meetings um, and even getting them on the calendar now because we do have to coordinate with city staff to get space. Um, I think for January and for March at least, so like when you look at the first quarter, we initially um, went down to some history, we went down to every other month because frankly, we didn't have agenda items because we didn't fully understand our purpose. We we, We didn't have a clear direction. Um, From my perspective today, we have some marching orders. I think we have given the city attorney's office quite a bit of revisions that, and there's a lot of more information we need to digest, but we now have agenda items and I think things to fill this work. And so I would recommend at least for February, um, January and March, we we plan for special meetings and get those dates out to the community and public because I think these next four meetings, I would encourage, I think, is diving into this and having enforcement. And so that is what my recommendation would be. Awesome. And
0: Commissioner Hoffman, Thank you so much. This is Commissioner Hoffman. So I, I just want to say that, as you can see with the draft that was presented uh, to the city, the ordinance did have teeth. And so, um, be it it was not a perfect document, uh, it did have an enforcement piece uh, that was real and attainable, right, and realistic. Uh, As it pertains also to the timing, you know, we kind of, we pushed, we pushed, we pushed, and then we got what we got. So I would rather see us take the time to get everything included that is going to be a benefit to our community versus saying it's gonna take us six months or 12 months or 18 months. However much time it takes, I believe we need to give it, it deserves that amount of intention to make sure we have a really, really strong ordinance that is going to address what our community needs. Thank you.
1: Thank you, and I absolutely agree. I just want the board to be aware of what what the time the time commitment will be to do what we want to do. I just want everybody to be aware of that because it is going to take time and patience, Director Brown. And then um, we I'm going to see if we can wrap it up. So <laughs> Director Brown, and then okay, and then yep, you want to go first? Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
2: I would like to show sentiment to Commissioner Hoffman's comments because I do want the board to take in consideration that everyone is based on terms, right? So when you come up with the the draft, the final draft, and the proposed um, ordinance for this, um, the work that you guys are putting into it, I think you should take the proper time to make it a solidified ordinance that will serve the community. That's all.
1: Last comment. Direct um, two more
6: comments. Director Brown, Director <laughs> Corwin,
5: moving yeah, yeah. on. No comment, just I agree.
6: As uh, Director Corwin. I just uh, want to go on right record and say uh, that I've talked to some of the local attorneys and they are confused on how do you, uh, does the citizen, if the citizen is found to have the violation occurred uh, towards them, um, can we lay out the ramifications like a uh, citizen is allowed to sue? all right because the attorneys are like hey it's not in here so we don't really know what to do so I would like to advocate that we get on that as soon as possible as well
1: awesome thank you Um, so I think it is a great idea um, to assume that we are going to meet next month um, as well as February February and March we will continue these conversations Um, I think we did kind of already touch on the regional conversation but again um this may be just a continuing a continuing of what we were we were talking about tonight so are there any final comments about regional discussion or the previous uh draft of the ordinance
3: I, um, this is Director Beach, Director Herrington, I know you brought some documents. I would ask that you share those out to the board as a whole Um, and I think we have homework as board members to those, that information about regional, the regional, what is other communities are doing to ask critical questions about why can't we and I think um, really still digging into when we get these revisions, really digging into Oh, am I done? Oh, we're back. Um, So if you, I just would make the request that you send those out to the board. Thank you. They will be links, but yes, I will do that.
1: All right. If there is nothing further, we're going to move on to public comments.
3: Good evening, I'm Toby Hannah Davies from Isaac Housing Task Force, and I just want to say thank you. I appreciate
7: so much the your thoughtfulness and the expertise that you bring to really getting a strong enforceable ordinance. Thank you for your work.
1: Are there any other public comments? Looks like we have no phone call ins. Thank you. Uh, do we have any final board member comments? We had a very great discussion tonight. I don't think anybody else have anything <laughs> they want to add?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Director Calderon. Hi, it's so Director Calderon. I just wanted to ask if for the subcommittee meetings that we're planning on having for January and March, if we we're going to continue with the same schedule um, for instance of Wednesday evenings
3: um, I would ask that is determined on availability and so if the city if you're if the city staff could get us those dates that this is available for those special meetings as soon as possible that'd be appreciated so probably not the exact team time, time and date
4: thank you
2: um, this is director hewitt Smith most definitely we will reach out to all of you um, and Hopefully we get a quick response when everyone with availabilities and we can all try to um, come up with a determination of what's going to work best for everyone's schedule.
1: Thank you. This is Director Harrington. Um, I heard we were going to have special meetings of the board and committee meetings. That's what I heard. So the special meetings will be for us um, at a time that we are all available uh, to further dig into this work, I also heard that uh, we should probably start convening committees um, or reconvening the education committee and maybe convening an investigation committee. Um, So appropriate way to do that is through email, but everyone respond individually if they're interested in being a part of one of the committees. Is that correct? The correct process?
7: Yes, they would communicate with with you.
3: I believe you would appoint to those boards. I would appoint, okay. I would recommend that we put the formation of committees on the January agenda so we can have a full conversation about what the purpose and, because I do think if we have some small committees to do research and to bring back things, that would be great. I just think it is a bigger conversation. So I'd ask that it would be on the agenda for January.
5: Got it, thank you. Director Brown, hi everyone. Director Brown, um, one thing that I just wanted to throw out at everyone, um, I know that we're gonna be looking at different dates. I just wanna let the board know, so my job, <laughs> and the reason I'm bringing this up is because this is why I was MIA last time, I work out of town. And so I try to keep the first Wednesday available, but I work out of town and my job, makes me go all over the United States, and I'm gone for a week, the beginning of next year is going to be super rough for me. So I may, if we have special meetings, I may end up missing them. The other thing is I have to tell you guys that I do have a religious obligation on Friday nights that I cannot meet after sunset. I am a Seventh-day Adventist. (laughs) So I thought that's Sabbath for me. So kind of if anybody knows about Jewish Reef, follow the same thing. So I just want to let you know that I would not show up on a Friday night because of religious obligation. So hopefully that's okay. But I didn't want anybody to think that I was MIA because I was trying to be. My job does call me to. I don't work in town all the time. I try to tell my job, please don't send me out because I have this responsibility that I, I really am passionate about. But just wanted to put that out there when we are thinking about dates. I know I'm just one person. I'm not saying just think about me. But I did wanted to at least address that before the board and be open and transparent with what I've got going on. So hopefully that's okay with everyone. But just wanted to let you know. I'm always willing to do virtual,
4: but I get it.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Director Brown.
1: Any further
4: comments? So, Director Legron, uh this board does not discriminate on the basis of religion. So, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I do agree. <laughs> I do agree with um, Director Beach. We should put it on the agenda for January, the committees, and take it from there.
1: Thank you. If there's nothing further, I'm going to adjourn this meeting at 8.32. Thank you, everyone.